When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode all about how to choose a career path and or find your passion if you don't really know what you want to do yet. And this is an episode for two different people who wrote to me with similar questions. So this is for Seema and Asia. Thank you very much for reaching out. Um, and a heads up, I'm recording from home in case you hear random helicopters or dogs barking, etc. So in honor of the new year, um, let's talk about facing the feelings of anxiety uh, about the future and kind of what factors to consider if you're embarking on a new life change in what you want to focus on career-wise. So first of all, I want to say that you can't fuck up. The only thing you can do is kind of avoid thinking about it and and or overthink it to the point of paralysis, um, which I would say is just going to cause you to traverse time by staying the same. So whatever you do, be active and conscious in your decision making and don't muscle it. Just because a lot of the time you need space and distance for the answer to come forth. Like you can't solve it if you're focusing on it too hard. It just arrives based on reflection and also circumstance. There's a lot of it that is outside of you that I would say comes into play. So it's it's kind of like you got to enjoy the ride while you are doing your best to take in as much information and be honest with yourself. And just like meeting new people, finding passion Passions should be a, like a fun, beautiful process. It's, it's growth. It's, it's exploration. It's actually exciting and eye-opening. But I would say the pressure we add to it to not fuck up, like we put such high stakes on it, thinking like this is my life and if I fuck this next step up, I'll be screwed for the future. And everything is much more meandering than it feels like it is in the moment. And like everything you will do will actually lend itself to whatever you do after that. There is no wasted move in your life. 
Um, so like we add all this pressure to what we should do and then it becomes very stressful and fear driven. Like, oh man, if I don't do the right thing, I'm not going to have the right marriage or the right home or the right, everything else will be changed. And like, it's not as, as big of a deal as that, as we make it up to be. Um, alternately, we can focus too heavily on it when we're stuck somewhere we hate. I know that sucks the worst when you're really unhappy, when you're stuck somewhere, you're miserable. Um, and then all you can think about is like, I want to get out. I want to get out. How come I can't get out? Where should I go? What should I do? Cause you're like in pain. But I would say there, there is a blessing behind that. And that is that it activates you. So I would look at that as a state of, um, you have some fuel to move, to create movement. So that's like an opportunity. The more uncomfortable you become, the more gunpowder you build up behind what will be the next move you make. And it will happen, even when it feels like it's not going to. Just continue to investigate and continue to reflect and keep your eyes peeled because the opportunity, if you are patient enough and you continue to reflect, the opportunity will hit you on the head like an anvil. It will be so plain and obvious. It won't be like a question mark. That, In my experience, that's how it occurs. Um, so I would say... It starts with just simple recognition that you want something new in your life and you want to try something that makes you happier. So if that sounds like you, I invite you to stop and just say to yourself, I choose to reevaluate my path currently and I choose to begin the process of change. But don't jump past that point. Like don't, I think you can get really overwhelmed when you're like, Oh my God, but then what do I, it's like the world comes tumbling down. You're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? Am I supposed to start college? Am I going to have to take out loans? It's like, no, no, just say like, I'm going to change my path. Start there. And then know that the rest of the process will happen gradually. And you just, part of your role is just to allow it to come forth in you. So regardless of where you're at in life, what you discover with this process of pursuing a new career might surprise you Um, because often our lack of action toward a new passion or a new career or a certain direction isn't in fact something you know brought on by our circumstances often it's it's like we can't tell because we're ourselves but it's ambivalence like we have very good reasons for not wanting to act like you know it's scary and it's different and it's foreign and what if we fuck up like those are valid reasons to not act so you might be actually not acting because there's a large part of you that isn't ready or doesn't really want that yet so i think one of the most important things is to become conscious of that if that is a true motivator in you right now or it could be like an unseen belief in you that's operating like totally deep down subterranean that's a belief that you don't deserve something that good, that you don't deserve to do something that creative or that fun. Like those types of beliefs are so quiet and unseen in us. And they are the types of beliefs that will make us like be like, oh, no, but I wouldn't do that. No, I'm not. I'm not going to try that. That That's like it's a, a moot point in your mind. But it's like, but why is there, is there a reason you think that? Is it, or is it just like an old kind of built-in belief that you're, you're not good enough to do that? 
somehow for some reason. Just think on those two possibilities in yourself and see if something that's holding you back is just an actual old, olden belief. Um, Because a lot of people, a lot of us just somehow believe we're not worthy of status or uh, success or lots of money. It's like it feels uncomfortable to even ask for it because it's like, well, I don't deserve that. Because that means you have to like look at yourself and say, do I feel confident? Do I feel convicted in who I am? And if you don't, it feels very awkward to ask for those things. Um, and so these are all hidden motivations for staying the same and staying unhappy that we, will, um, we won't even recognize. And that's when you are guided by fear versus purpose. And I will also say when we're guided by fear versus purpose, there is in some ways... Um, a kind of a nurturing, self-protective quality to that. And, and I find that, at least in my own life, that was because I really wanted safety. Safety was the, the truest desire I had for myself, not necessarily, you know, the, blit, the bling and the status and the whatever. So that might be, for you in, your t- in this time in your life, that might be your highest priority. I want security. I want safety. I am in an incubator, and I just need to be there right now. Whatever it is, just think on it and see if, make it more conscious so that you will actually, I find that when you are conscious about these types of things and you understand your own motivations, then you don't hate on yourself so much for staying where you are. Then it doesn't become such a like, fuck, I hate my life. Fuck, I hate my job. Fuck, I hate what I'm doing. It's like, no, this is the reason I'm doing it. And that's what I need right now. I need to work on myself. I need to go to therapy. I need to not have to think about other shit like that, whatever it is. Um. And know that, like, you can change everything about your life in a year. It doesn't mean, like, this is you forever. We get this fear, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to change. Oh, my God, I'm never going to change. That's, it's literally like looking at your feet instead of walking. That is an irrational thought process. And if you're doing that, you need to stop it. Because truly, when you are ready and all of you is conscious and aligns and you choose what you want to do, you make change. Change can happen very quickly. So take that thinking off the table. All of that was a very, very long introduction to the three parts. As usual, there is the what, the why, and how, the tools. So here we go with the what. The what is basically grayness and fog when it comes to knowing what to do with your future and why. Um, You might have feelings of anxiety, feelings of fear, doubt, confusion, Um, like maybe you desperately are ready to make a change and jump into a new career, but you actually just have no inclination as to what it is you want. Like maybe you don't have any strong passions yet. And then certain people are telling you you should do X. So you're like, should I do X? But so you might be asking, how do I know what my passion is if nothing is immediately presenting itself? And I know for myself, it was also... What if you don't actually know what most jobs are? Like the descriptions themselves are so kind of weird and wordy and they don't really translate literally. So you might be like, I don't even know what jobs there are. How do I know what they entail? How do I know what I do during the day? How do I know if I'm going to enjoy that or not? Um, you might, might also have fear over dealing with like just the unpredictability of all of it. Like if you are to embark on a career path 
and you're thinking like, well, what if that doesn't work out though? What if I'm bad at that? What if I can't get a job at that thing? What if I don't like it when I get there? And that's probably because you're used to planning the shit out of everything in your life. So the idea of not being able to completely plan out the future and the next job and everything that will happen at that next job, it's paralyzing because you think, oh, well, then I'll have wasted so much of my life and then I can't go backwards. So you might start asking people around you, like, how did you find your passion? How come I don't feel like you? How come I don't know if it's just a temporary hobby? Um, and it sucks when you watch other people that are like full of joy for what what they do and they've they have such singular vision for what they want to do. It's like it can make you feel like, well, then what's wrong with me? Then how come I just feel like meh all the time? So rest assured, nothing's wrong with you. You're very much like everybody else. I would say passions, um, passions arrive on their own time and sometimes they're very late in life and they I would say grow they bloom they don't are they aren't built into all of us some people have them from birth but I would say the majority of people they kind of like evolve out of nowhere um but the trick is to just be in a state of growth I forgot to say now we are in part two the why and I will say you don't to start you don't have to solve for that for all of that for the unpredictability of the future for what if I hate the job when I get it for what does it mean for you know finances like what if I can't figure out my passion you don't have to solve any of that right now it's a process that happens despite you and you can't really solve all of that it's not something you can actually compute all you can do is ask yourself all the right questions and allow yourself the opportunity to answer honestly without a hindrance of fear or I can't or um, without blocking anything off from yourself, without saying, but like, oh, but I can't do that. Oh, but that's not practical. Oh, but my mom will hate if I do that. Or, oh, like, but I don't want, you know, people don't get paid well for that. It's like, take all of the criticism of anything off the table and just start by saying I will allow myself to be open to whatever I'm meant to do or whatever I want to do next that is like in itself a profound decision to make it's just to say like I'm open I'm open to whatever I choose to do like that takes a lot of bravery and I would say that's a gift you can give yourself right now it's just saying like I want to give myself that opportunity. And I would say as far as the unpredictability of life events go, it's only relevant in the moment it's occurring. And things will never be what you think they will be, and that is a good thing. That is a gift. Like, our brains don't factor in all of the help we get from other people, all of the support systems we build for ourselves, the buffers we can make for ourselves, um, the things that are reliable that can make things much more manageable. It's like we don't think of those things from the fear place. So all you really have to do to like mitigate that is to create a savings buffer, like a plan, just a a buffer for yourself so that you can eat and you have a place to sleep. So take the, the fear of unpredictability of life events, that fear off the table for right now. You just have to make sure you are able to meet your basic needs and it's you can do that with very very little money 
if you have to, you can make, you know, you can live off of like dimes if you have to. There is an 80 cent loaf of bread in the grocery store. So I would say if you have to, you will make ends meet. But like take that fear out of this equation because it's really just complicating things. Um, And this is just about starting kind of a conversation with yourself. Because when we are guided by um, motives, by by feelings, most of the time, you know, we're aware of a lot of them. But when it comes to choosing a career, uh, we're often also influenced by inherited fear. Like, we have value systems that are very much set up by our upbringing. And they're deeply ingrained into our psyche. So on top of what, you know, we inherit from, like, just our parents and, like, this type of food we like to eat or uh, the way we celebrate. It's like we also inherit their limits, like their perception of limits, how much money we can make or we should make, how much risk we should take, how stressful it is to experience risk. For example, you might inherit a fear of not having consistent income and that maybe it's because your parents are constantly stressed about money and that becomes a guiding value for you and like it, it's almost like we stop seeing the trees that are behind the freeway divider wall you know like it's you just don't you stop looking because you're just so um conditioned by a belief system so i want you to ask yourself right now is my upbringing secretly limiting what i allow myself to have access to or what i allow myself to tolerate. In other words, just become conscious of the value system that might be guiding your career decisions. Um, Specifically, I would say one of the most common ones is risk and then also pursuing bigger dollars. So in addition to that, often we are still, quote, in progress. And from a place of growth and change, like dramatic growth and change, when you're figuring out who you are, it's really impossible to choose a track that you're going to run on for a decade because we literally don't know who we are yet. So how would we possibly choose, you know, a major in college or what we want to do with the rest of our lives? So take the pressure off of yourself to know that because I believe it's very impossible to know that unless you are like carrying on something you've kind of grown up knowing you're really passionate about. Um, And ironically, trauma or extreme hardship are a blessing because they allow us to push against something. And with that, we are gifted with a passion. We're gifted with something we care a lot about. So it creates purpose and it's wake. So if you haven't been through a thing like that that's created that kind of drive in you or that kind of um, desire to change something and you don't know what your purpose is or you don't feel like driven toward toward a specific passion, then I would say um, the number one detriment you will experience in your life is fear that inhibits your ability to allow yourself to just try something new. Like that's, a, I would say, the most common thing is just we're too fearful of failure and starting over and fucking up and, you know, changing into something that we might not be good at. That's like a very universal type of 
um, experience. And that is why I would say it's a gift to fail. It's a great gift to go through it because a lack of fear is one of the most powerful tools you will ever have. To go through the shit and like stand up covered in mud and be like, yep, I look like an ass. That is such a gift in the way that it will change your ability to continue to grow. So having grown up in like as like a bad kid, I would say I feel very freed by that experience because I'm like, well, I've already been on the bottom. Just doesn't really, you know, it's like once you've been there, you're like, cool. What next? You're not as afraid of falling down again. So be conscious of the fact that if you are very adverse to the idea of failure, I'll just tell you it's not as bad as you you think it is. And if it happens to you, you will go through such a dramatic growth spurt. It will exponentially benefit you more than it will hurt you. Absolutely true. And you will grow so many new muscles because of it. So besides all of that, if you allow yourself to pursue maybes without the necessity of being successful as a result of it, um, then you can actually, you know, explore things that might actually make you really, really happy. I know for a lot of people, risk is really uncomfortable and that might be a large motivator for you. So I want to tell you that maybe you're angry at yourself for not trying certain things or not pursuing certain, certain things or being like another person you're friends with who's really good at being an entrepreneur or whatever it is. But it's like, do it, know that deep down, you have actually decided something for yourself very wisely based on knowing yourself, based on just instincts. It's not that you're a pussy or you're less than. It's that you're actually, that's not for you. You have not chosen that to be that way. That's not who you are. So don't hate on yourself if that's something that might be eating away at you. Like, for example, I grew up with a lot of actors. And I was always kind of mad at myself for not wanting to be an actor. But I really don't. And that is still just who I am. It's not that I'm, I should be that way. It's, it's like... A part of me wanted me to be different, but the reason I'm not choosing that is because those are kind of superficial wants. I don't know if that makes it, if it helps that make sense or not. But regardless, you have many possible futures and many possible passions. There's no such thing as the thing you are meant to do. It all has to do with just the direction the river flows, the way in which you bloom in your path. And, and a lot of it is just like where one decision takes you and the next decision takes you and the next decision takes you. And allowing yourself to be open to like for that to happen, that process to happen organically. For example, if you are an Olympic long jumper, it doesn't mean you couldn't be a great therapist or something totally different and random and love that. Absolutely. And, and all of your experiences will ladder up into that, whatever that field is. So just think of your life as having many chapters and lower the stakes. Because when we put the pressure on ourselves to reach success from square one, that's when you find yourself struggling no matter what path you choose. Because you end up thinking, I should be happier. I should feel better. I should finally feel satisfied. I should be where that person is. I should have already earned blank. 
it's like you're already you're removing yourself from today right now in your experience you're you're living in in a judgment of uh a future in many ways so i found personally that when i do finally earn some kind of badge of success it feels very hollow unless it's something i earned via putting all of myself into it so that is like very much a measure i would say of what people find rewarding is the investment of self so think about yourself right now and think of what if there is anything in your life that you have lots and lots of energy for that involves all of you like what are different areas that you might feel like you have you know you could do this all night you could do this all day or it really takes over many facets of your being um just another reflection point so if you are thinking okay i've taken the pressure off but i know my energy has a shelf life and i know that like certain fields they take a lifetime to get high enough in them and like to perfect certain skills and yes that's totally true and it takes a lifetime to get great at certain things but i would say when you commit to um a lifetime pursuit often it's something you have very little choice about like those types of things i would say are very obvious or they're very plain to you and to everyone around you like it's like you can't avoid doing that it's like meant for you so if you don't have that if it doesn't feel like that for you then i would take the pressure off of yourself and feeling like i have i have to solve for my lifetime right now like if you don't know if there isn't something that's that's just is what it is that's not it's not good or bad it just it is what it is so for the sake of clarity in this episode i just want you to know this is for people who have the choice or they want to give themselves a choice about pursuing a passion or a career um so this is for people that are going to say I am allowing myself to open to all options. Let's see what will make me the happiest. And that is a gift to give yourself. It's no small feat to say that to yourself. And it often means choosing something that is harder, less less accessible, less obvious, less reliable. Maybe it's less attractive to your parents, it's less attractive to you right now because of what it means, or it's simply new and different and therefore terrifying. So all that stuff aside, I think allowing yourself to just say, I'm good enough to do this, to, to do something new that and I'm, I deserve to be happy is great and it's wonderful and you should absolutely say that to yourself and actually mean it or choose to one day mean it. Because I think often we stop ourselves before we even try and we don't want to think about it because we're afraid. We don't, we tell ourselves, um, like who, who do you think you are to want to do something like that? Like, yeah, you're crazy. You're not a person in a, you know, a TV show. Like don't, don't even go there. But it's like, yeah, go there. I truly believe you can get great at whatever you choose to. It's just about how bad you want it and how committed you are. Literally, I believe that a thousand percent. It's like, how, how bad do you want it? How much are you going to invest in this dream? Or I guess yourself pursuing what, whatever your gifts are. Um, and if you go all in, I think you can get great 
at anything. And if you want some instant inspiration, listen to the Freakonomics episode called How to Get Great at Just About Anything. I'll put a link in the show notes. So to get to the answer of what is my passion, which career should I choose, I wanted to offer you a very practical set of processes. So it doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, an ayahuasca trip type of self-discovery mystery. It doesn't have to be so lofty. It can be very pragmatic. So whatever you choose, know that career-wise, it will take two years longer than you think it will to make it where you want to be. I'm just saying that like roughly. It might be a lot shorter than that, but I'm like think in those terms so that you're not like impatient in the beginning. Like the I know for myself if it's like, oh, I want to be at the end, I want to be at the end, I want to be then it's like you get really angry when it's not moving faster. Just know that it's gonna take longer than you think it will and let that be just fine. Let that be what it is. Don't make it into something that deters you. Um and let's get to part three, the tools. I think you should grab a journal for this section because it's very reflection heavy. And now you may want to adjust your volume for a brief word from our sponsors. Let's get to part three, the tools. So first and foremost, I, wanted, I want you to take the, quote, lifetime pressure off of your next move. So just think of this as just your next move, and one that will inevitably lead you into the next chapter of your life. But you can change chapters at any time in your life. And the people who live many lives and do many different careers are the ones who know they are not going to hate on themselves if they don't like something or if they fail at something or if they don't make enough money at something. They're not beholden to any one route. It's such a free state of mind. So I want you to try and like imagine yourself embodying that. It's like I can do many different things and it'll all enrich me. You can and will do many things in your life and you're not solving for all of them right now. You're just solving for what presents itself as the most logical and attractive next step. So the first, wouldn't call it a tool, but I'm just going to talk on the idea of how do you find your passion. I would say it arrives at you when you try your hardest to continue to grow into new areas. It just kind of shows up on your doorstep. It's something you can't just stop doing without thinking about it. Like you'll, you'll, it'll kind of nag at you. It'll keep coming back. It'll keep like, it'll just keep showing up. These opportunities will kind of keep showing up on your path. You'll be like, oh, I'm doing this again. Oh, people are asking me to do this again. Oh, I'm ending up in the same kind of role. And it will be something that grows on you. It'll stick with you like a seed that just kind of gets planted and you see it start to sprout. I don't think you can jump to it from square one. Like if you don't have a passion, I don't think you can just say like, and now I'm a sculptor. Like it has to arrive on its own time. But it is definitely helped along by good, concentrated effort, like using your your skills and investing your time and energy and doing things, making things, engaging with things, trying hard and in new areas. So meaning, I don't think it will hit you on the head while you're on the couch watching television. If somebody's doing something new, say, I want to do it too. Just keep trying new things. And I would apply the say yes to everything rule if you are in the passionless situation. 
say yes to all new experiences and just see where that takes you that you didn't expect to love. And when you try something new that you're energized by or inspired by, it'll feel like you're getting a little high. You'll feel like you did a little bit of cocaine or you're high on adrenaline. It'll just give you a buzz. That's the closest thing I can relate it to. And don't think there's anything wrong with you if you haven't discovered a passion yet. It's something that evolves and grows over time. And there's not necessarily one right answer. For example, um, I, in one life I could be, or I imagine myself being a horror movie extra. And like being, doing, I would love to do creature effects where I do prosthetics. But that's not where I am now and that's not, I'm probably, I mean, maybe I'll do that when I'm older. Who knows? But, like, that's totally unrelated to, like, what I do on a day-to-day basis. Um, so think on that. Okay. Here's the first tool. I'm going to call it Sarah May's checklist for what to consider when choosing a career. So the first question, can I grow at this job? Are there a lot of positions to be promoted into? So this is for if you're looking at, let's say, a job that has, that's at a company that has a, like a description, you know, of whatever role it is. And you're deciding, like, do I want to pursue something like that? If you, if it's like an entry-level job, there should be like another one that you can go into after that job. And more that you can, it'd be great if they, you could make sideways moves. You know what I mean? So like if there were, let's say it's de- whatever, a production department. If there are many different places you could go from there. Next question. What is the majority of my day going to be spent doing? So you want to know, and you could literally, if you interview with someone, ask them what is the majority of the time spent doing or ask somebody that already does that job. Like if you're in a, you know, a, a cool sounding role, but you're spending most of the day entering numbers into a computer and you don't, that doesn't sound fun to you, then like, that's not the job for you. Even if you are really good at entering numbers into a computer, that's not a deciding factor. And also ask, what are you going to be spending the majority of your day doing in two years from now? So if like, you're going to be doing the exact same thing, maybe also not the job you want. Ask yourself, is that something that sounds fun to me? Is that something like that I, do I like the idea of A, sitting at a computer? Or do I get to interact with lots of other people? Is there like, weigh out all the pros and cons. Next question, what level of risk is there in doing this job? Is it consistent? Like, can I actually live off of this year round? Or do I have to constantly find new work? Like, is it a freelance thing? Or... Is it some, is there job security? And ask yourself if you are comfortable with that level of risk. Like, are you a person that prefers safety and, a, and needs just to not have to think about it? Or is that okay for you in this time of your life? Like, are you okay just flying by the seat of your pants? The next question Will the skill set I gain from this job translate into other jobs in case I need to do something else um, afterwards? Like in case you want to do something different. Like if you are, it's always really helpful when you 
when you get a job to go a little bit higher than you think you are capable of. Like choosing a job that is a little bit like I lied and I'm not as good as I said I was type of thing. Like if you are trying for a position, try for the senior version of the position. Um, Overreach when you're going for something new because you will very quickly learn and it forces you to learn like as you go. And that's, I would say, like the coolest kind of learning. Next question. Can I parlay this job into another type of job? Like think of ways that you could craft it, that it could translate into another field that might be interesting to you. Next question. Is the potential future salary of this job worthwhile? And I literally want you to look up the job on Glassdoor and say, based on that mean, whatever the income is, for the rest of my life, not the rest of my life, for the next whatever, five years, if that's all I will make, is this something I want to do still? Like, I would definitely factor that in if you are, unless you're doing something that is purely art-based or something like it's an expression of your creative self, money should definitely be a factor because that translates into your access to other life-enriching things that will also grow you and grow your talent. So when you're inhibited or you're trapped by money, it can be, um, it can stop you from being able to continue to grow into different areas in the future. So I would say like, don't, don't completely ignore that part of the equation. Yes, absolutely think about the job itself and if it makes you happy, but like think about the money as well. Um, next question how much time will I have to spend at this job? Do I like those hours long term? So like if the job path you're looking at is like, you know, nine to five, I would say that's totally a good set of hours. There are a lot of jobs that are like 13 hours a day and they require a lot of more, like a lot more labor. So it's like, just think about your lifestyle and what hours you ideally want to work. Maybe you only want to work like a month, you know, every three months. Like that's that exists out there, but just like be very conscious of the type of time you want to invest in this. And I would say choose something that engages your intellect. It shouldn't be passive. It should be something that requires you to think. And choose something that likes you back. Meaning the place shouldn't they shouldn't be like a bunch of jerks. You should feel valued by your employer and if you are at a place full of jerk bags who do not respect your time or what you put into their company, then I would say keep looking for something better because life's too short to have to deal with douchebags. I would that is like such a big part of the happiness quotient is like the people you're around. So don't work with douchebags. And if you have to, keep looking, make it about exploiting their place of business for you to look for a better job while you're there. Um, and the reason I made money a part of this, like looking at the income amount, a part of the priorities list is because I want you to keep access to the bonus levels of life. Like unless you're building your portfolio or you're an artist, and then in that case, it's all about creative merit, not the paycheck, but you should choose something that you can, you can actually have a quality of life that involves culture and exploration and 
like that you can also conceivably live off of. Like your actual comfort level in life is really important. I also believe financial stability is a huge cornerstone of one's ability to be happy and know themselves and um, be themselves. Because, you know, for example, like having access to exercise, like classes or nature, it's like that's all affected by your income level. So if you are and also if you have enough money, you can be in contact with other enriching experiences like you know, travel and shows, and you need to keep those kinds of experiences in your life. So um, if you, another thing I want you to think about, if you are choosing a position that, or you're, you're thinking about a specific career path that has very few positions in existence, if it's something that's very hard to get into, I want you to also choose a backup job, something that like you can do that can make you some money because those types of jobs are, it's like it could take you whatever, 10 years to get the job and you have to be prepared to still be able to take care of yourself while you are, you know, perfecting your craft or working on your book or whatever it is. There's a lot to be said for sharpening the blade of what you want to do while you also put food into your mouth. So I want you to also think of something else you can imagine doing. Um, and like, that's, that's easy, you know, that's like a no brainer. So don't make it impossible on yourself um, to, to pursue something like if, you know, and that I would say is just something that can add, it can remove a little bit of the stress. Like, choose for the right reasons. I know for myself, I, like, chose a job that was a long time ago. I chose a job that was so hard for me. And I was like, but I have to do it. I have to do it because I have to be good at it. And it was, it caused me so much just pain and stress. Um, and it was because I was choosing it for the reasons of, like, wanting to prove it, you know? So I want you to choose something that isn't, doesn't feel impossible to you. And... Just be aware of your reasons. That's all. If you do choose for the wrong reasons, also not the end of the world because you will grow a lovely skill set as a result of it. But I just want you to maintain kind of awareness um, about what is driving you to certain things. So, okay, that was the lengthy first reflection. The next one I have for you is called the, quote, my why quiz. So I want you to ask yourself what you need in your life to be the most happy. And including, you know, things like basic things. Like, I need to not have to worry about money. Or I want to have, um, want to be like in a managerial position. I want to have control over my time. Like, whatever it is. I just want you to think about what motivates you and what makes you kind of feel like yourself. And know that, like, no matter what your your motivators are, there's no, there's no shame. Don't, like, hold back. If there's something that you want, like, I want a shit ton of money, just be honest with yourself. That can be your priority. That was my priority out of college was, like, I want the biggest paycheck, the end. I don't care what I'm doing. 
So I want you to reflect in a very pragmatic fashion. Ask yourself in a list form, what are my priorities? Security, creativity, self-expression, um, for people to be um, realizing my vision or whatever it is. It could be anything. I highly recommend the book, The Passion Test. Um, I recommend purchasing it if you are, if you want to go more in depth on this process. I'll put a link also to that in the show notes. But basically, make this list, all of the things that motivate you and are important to you. And then I want you to actually take the first thing and the second thing and ask yourself, if I could only have one of those, what would it be? And I'm talking about like for the rest of your life. Let's say you choose the second thing. Okay, now you're going to take the second thing and the third thing. You're going to compare those. What would I do if I could only do one for the rest of my life? Once you get all the way through the list with whatever's left over, that's one of your main priorities. I want you to do that again and again and again until you have five things. So those are going to be your motivators just for you to be conscious of and aware of while you are looking for different jobs while you are weighing different jobs. For example, one of your priorities might be being able to be with my kids. That means time is going to be a large motivating factor in like the type of career you're looking for. So these are just like for you to see the ingredients that you have to solve for. It's like you have to check all these boxes with whatever next step you make. Um, and whatever you do for money might not be what you do for love. That's totally fine. That's totally be, it's like what a lot of people do. I wouldn't say that that's a bad way to approach it. Um, it's all about choosing based on your time ratio and how you are going to spend the majority of your day and therefore your focus. So I hope that made sense. The next tool I have is called Ba Relief. And if you are aware of kind of the those wall murals that are like kind of uh, sculptural, but they're flat. That's a bas-relief. So if you don't know what your passions are, I want you to think about just brushing away the dust on the face of your life and like basically trying new things. I want you to start to try and scrape away at the surface of you by seeing how things affect you, seeing how things move you, seeing how you are stirred by different and new experiences. So it's like you're, you're revealing parts of yourself just by letting the world change you and grow you. And I think it will make you actually better at pursuing a job, no matter what it is, because when you have novel experiences consistently, you grow much more bold and confident in the process. It's like a quick way to grow yourself. Um, for example, try tutoring a group of middle schoolers. Like that might be terrifying to you, but it's a great way to like boost your strengths. And then it opens up all, all, all sorts of new, uh, just like tendencies in you or try skydiving or try visiting somewhere that's very unlike you. Basically welcome input. Um, also recommend going on a pilgrimage or a trip somewhere like totally exotic that removes you from your immediate environment. There's so much feedback that we get when we're outside of just our immediate circle. Passions are very much revealed to us, and we can't just think our way to them. 
I think they arrive later on when we've lived enough and we can actually care about things for good reasons. A lot of the caring about things around us comes from getting into the world and allowing things to affect us, like fear and pain and exhilaration and surprise and wonder. And they don't arrive when we stay on our phone in a Starbucks day after day, consuming the same commercial content, like, as a crowd, you know? So, in other words, get out of the bubble, allow the world to move you, invite unexpected experiences into your life, and things that are not cool, you know? They're not just to be shared on social media. They're not for anyone but you. So the next tool I have for you is called my personal personality type. And this is just a little quiz, a mini quiz, to see what kind of person you are. I have three questions. The first one is basically how important is security? On a scale from one to ten, how important is it to you to have a secure position with reliable income? Are you somebody who can tolerate risk and stress? like financial instability? Question number two, like how aggressive are you? Are you relentless? Like are you somebody who does something no matter what? Rate yourself on a scale from one to ten. Like are you the type of person that will, just to prove someone wrong, will never quit until you have completed something? Or are you somebody that's like, eh, I'll get to it maybe. Just be honest with yourself. Third question, and this is about your motives. If this dream took you a lifetime to become successful at it, would you still do it? Like if a dream, whatever it is. Or would is it more important to you to be practical? Just rate yourself on a scale from 1 to 10. Practicality. So that's just for your information. Wherever your highest rating is, I would say, is what you should lean towards. And or define yourself with. Okay, the next tool I have for you is called the Slashy Test. So I recommend listening to the um, Growing Yourself as a Creative Person, the episode about slashies I did with Puno. I will, if I remember to, I'll put a link also in the show notes. It's a past podcast. I can't remember which number it is. But if you are not um, comfortable like with unpredictability and risk, then I would say it's better for you to choose a job with a specific track and one that is not impossible to get. For example, if let's say you want to be a screenwriter, you will have to be unemployed for a large majority of your life. Therefore, it's really important that you choose another job also, like put a slash between those two, and then choose a job that will support you while you write your screenplays. So something that puts you in an office in front of a computer. So there are various jobs that will make up one whole. I just want you to figure out when you work best and how much time you have to dedicate to your main priority job so you can continue to pursue your passion. And this is really just a ratios game, so it'll take some fine-tuning. Step one, picking what that self-expression and or passion job is. Step two, choosing your day job, fallback job. And step three, fine-tuning the time ratio so that you are not being distracted or doing extra work at the shitty day job or the just the moneymaker. 
remember to keep that in the money box in your life and never let it define you or bother you because you get to decide who you are and what you're going to put yourself into. It really comes down to maintaining the labels on certain things in your life and not allowing them to cross over and knowing that you have valid reasons for doing what you're doing and appreciating them for those reasons. Okay, and the next tool I have for you is called Future Prototyping. And this is one I've given on other podcasts. Um, It's a great tool for just allowing yourself to reflect before actually making any moves. So I want you to think on, let's say, three different futures that you might have and a day in the life that you might be doing in the future that sounds ideal to you. Like, whatever these three possible careers you can imagine and like make it five years from now so maybe you know have a beer reflect imagine yourself at a specific job and being successful at it and loving it and push yourself to think on three apps like separate avenues next step I want you to do is pick the one that appeals to you most and Now I want you to look at what you can do to prototype this. Like, what can you do to get more info about this particular job, including, like, what would be the next steps for you to do if you were going to pursue that job? So based on your research, I want you to write a list of pros and cons on that job. So if the pros outweigh the cons, then I want you to Look at the first, next best, first step you need to take toward that career. And know that, like, you might get two steps down on, like, pursuing that career and decide, like, this is actually going to take me 30 more years to really be able to do it, and that that's not worth it for me. So you might go to your second prototype. It's fine. There's Everything in life is in service of growth of blooming. So never regret moving forward towards a specific goal because it'll just get you closer to knowing yourself, even if you turn back around. And know that if you start to get ambivalent and be like, well, but I don't know if this is the thing I want and da 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 da, it's like that is your poison. That process is the the only thing that is actually working against you is that the loops of thinking it's like you the only thing that matters is taking action that's the only thing you need to focus on actually taking actions taking physical steps toward something and not getting trapped in thought and I really want you to think in terms of like a calendar make this real for yourself so when you pick your prototype think about like what are the milestones I need to hit to get towards this thing. What are the next steps I need to take and like when? So mark them down on a calendar. Um, And including things like talking to a count, if you're, if it requires education, it's like you have to look into the schools and then figure out the requirements and think in terms of the big picture long term. If that is, you know, going to take you 10 years, maybe there's a better first step for you to get closer um, to what you actually want to end up doing than spending 10 years in school. Okay. And the next tool I have for you is called passion focus grouping. So this can be helpful sometimes, sometimes not. But it if you're completely in the dark about your passion, I think this is a good first step. I want you to ask 10 people who know you best, three jobs they can imagine you doing well and loving. And 
you don't have to take it too hard. Like, if some people tell you, like, oh, you would be a great whatever. I don't know. I got really pissed off when somebody told me I should be uh, an account person. Like, I was like, fuck you. How dare you? But they meant it in a genuine way. So I want you to just ask 10 best friends, 10 people that know you really well, like, what can you imagine me doing? And then when you get all that data, I want you to rate it in order of your preference. And think to yourself, like, do some homework on those jobs. Imagine if you could enjoy any of them. And next, I want you to ask yourself if you have any connection to anyone who is in one of those fields already. I really believe that a large percentage of us get work through people we know and or family. Like, we see other people doing something and then we end up doing it just because it's, like, something we are familiar with. So I would say asking or finding somebody that does something similar to that or in, in the same industry is a starting point. I know, like, kids do what their parents did because they know it and they see it. It's just, it's also part of epigenetics. But if something's around you, that'll be a great way to kind of uh, grow more intimate with what it actually is. And I would say if something is interesting to you, next step, find a sponsor. Like, if you don't have anyone around you who is career-driven or good with money, it's really hard to break through, um kind of what your parents showed you with their example. So it's like really important to find somebody that you can model in your own environment. So phone, someone in your life who you know is good with money or is really aggressive with career, like be around them, hang out with them, ask them questions and do what they do. Literally observe the kind of bank accounts they have, the type of saving habits they have, the type of how they are in political situations, like do exactly as they do. And that will benefit you immensely including like how they ask for raises how they interview discuss job jumps with them ask them about their habits it doesn't have to be like a sneaky creepy you know stalkery thing like take them to lunch and be like how did you get your first job like how do you do interviews and like what did how did you get your last promotion etc so before i close i want to say a huge thank you to my latest sponsors Anna and Catherine, both of you gave very generous, generous donations. Thank you so, so much. And I want to thank all of my monthly sponsors who continue to support the show. Without you guys, this would not be possible. And I'm so incredibly grateful to all of you. And if anybody out there listening has the means, donations are so greatly appreciated. If you get anything out of this show, it really helps it come to life. And um, I'm really grateful. And um, if anyone has time for a review on iTunes or a heart on SoundCloud, those also help me immensely. Uh, it just helps me do more of this. So uh, thank you. And in closing, you don't have to do what you're good at. And you don't have to do what everyone else tells you you should do. You should do what you love. Or at least be around what you love while you're doing something that makes you money. Because you only get one life and you will ultimately spend a large chunk of it working. So make it something of value, not something you must do in spite of how tedious it is. And the only thing you ever have to worry about is just what is the next best first action I can take right now to get closer to the truth, get closer to what I want to do. That's it. Take the stress out of everything else. Everything else is a fantasy imagined from the place you're at today right now, which from here you have very little information. You can't account for chance and all of the things that will influence you along your path. It's, so it's irrelevant. The future is off the table. 
of anything I have to tell you, what I want you to take away the most is don't sell yourself short. Don't eliminate any option. Let circumstance do that for you. Overbuild yourself to everyone you interview with and speak with conviction about what you are capable of. And barring any situation where lives are at stake, I would say stretch it, no matter if it's true or not. Be the agent who kind of sells you like you're the last, you know, the hottest celebrity to come around for a long time. And just don't hold back. Go for it and go big. You are likely the one who stops yourself most from fulfilling what you are truly capable of. And and just tiny little shrugs of, but I couldn't get that, or I shouldn't do that. I almost didn't rank my husband on OkCupid because I was like, he's out of my league. So the same thinking happens to us with jobs. Unless you're a narcissist, you likely are limited in your spectrum um, of what you see. You're probably only seeing what you know you can do which means by default, it's already beneath your ability. So I would say reach higher than feels comfortable and know that you are absolutely qualified because you can learn anything and you can be good at anything. And if you're always aiming a little bit higher than you're comfortable with, I believe you will end up achieving at the level you are actually meant to and you'll keep growing throughout. You deserve a good position that respects you, pays you well enough to live, and at least one person around you who inspires you. So if you don't have that, I would keep looking with one eye. There is always an opportunity on the horizon, but often it takes a good two years for it to show up. So just think of it like a game of Frogger on train cars. You're just waiting for that one open car to pass by, and there's like a mile or so of train cars that are just not yours. It takes time. So be patient. Don't focus on what you hate in the interim. Focus on what you have decided and why you are doing what you're doing now. So this is still your life today and you can affect your daily ratio by just a twist of your focus, like focusing on these are the actions that make up me. This is why I'm at this job because it's giving me food. I want to do X and I am making sure I will change. I'm just putting energy into change right now. And know that there's something freeing about being in a state where you're looking for a new job and you know right now is not where you want to be because it's like you have nothing to lose, you know? So I believe that when you do go through this process and you ask yourself all of these questions and you continue to be brave in what you say you can do and be brave in what you push yourself into, it's really just a matter of time for the universe to organize itself accordingly. And know that... Your correct answer for your passion for your next career is a finite thing. It exists already. It's an answer to be revealed. Just like brushing away the dust on that tablet, it's almost not up to you. It just is. You just have to get out of the way of it's, you know, to be revealed. It's like any problem, it has a correct and perfect solution. So this is just a process of you solving, going through the motions of solving for it. It just goes, the same goes for asking yourself all the right questions and reflecting with enough room for the answer to come forth. It just is. So you don't have to worry so much. You don't have to muscle it. Just allow the, the next chapter to arrive and don't judge it too harshly. Don't put too much pressure on it because it might be just the next lesson you need to learn. It might not be like the next 10 years of your life. 
you will live many chapters and all of them will contribute to the whole that is you. So the only thing that is required of you is you be brave and say, yes, I can. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this helps. I hope it made sense. (laughs) Sense is a good thing. And um, don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.